Today on The Breakdown, people are calling it the craziest beep of all time, perhaps. Wait, what's that? You couldn't hear what I said? I said, people are saying it's the craziest of all time. They're censoring me. I'm being censored right now because they don't want you to know what this play even is. They don't want you to know. They don't want you to have the hand spoiled. Oh, no, it might be spoiled. That's right. So we're protecting you and your virgin ears so that way you can experience this like you're diving into the Nefertiti River. (laughs) Is that a river? The Nefertiti? I think it might be. Anyway, (laughs) people are, though, saying this is potentially, really, the craziest beep of all time. So we are going to get into this hand. This is a cash game hand. It's a big cash game. It's a $550, $100, $200 cash game with a $200 big blind ante. And lots and lots of money, of course, is back. As always, you know, $60,000 effective we're going to be in this cash game hand. We have a famous-ish player, Gall. You may know that guy from, you know, other videos. Anyway, enough, enough censorship, enough holding me down. Let's get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. Nefertiti She's was, a goddess. No. No? No, that was a real person. I mean, okay, sure. Go on. What do you mean, okay, sure? Are you saying, okay, sure, like, goddesses are real people, or... Like, no, no, I'm saying, like, she was named after the goddess Nefertiti, probably, whoever this person is. There is no goddess Nefertiti. That seems impossible. Please continue. She was a queen of Egypt. She was... Oh, that's right. She I'm was married to, to Pharaoh Akhenaten. Wow. In the 18th dynasty. Okay, I'm sorry for pushing back. I was wrong, and you were right. And there is no river named after her. Right, because there was a queen. Yeah. And she was the famous one. Yeah. Okay. You're thinking, are you thinking of the Nile River? It starts nah. with an N, similar it's, area? It's because, okay, so the movie Death on the Nile comes out today, and I don't want to see it, but it was on the brain, but I didn't want to say Nile because it's too obvious. So I was trying to go somewhere else, so I'm like, Egyptian River! And I'm probably the N helped and led me into the Nefertiti, and it was too late. There's the, there's the Tigris and Euphrates. Euphrates sounds a little bit like Nefertiti. What? Say that again. <laughs> say, say the sentence you just said again. There's the Tigris and Euphrates. Uh-huh, and then what? Tig- uh, I said... Euphrates sounds a little bit like Nefertiti. Yeah, I just wanted you to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that's that's a fair thing to say, um, I guess. You think it's a little out of balance to say that? Euphrates <laughs> sounds <laughs> like Nefertiti. The, the audience hears it. They can hear it when they say it. You're just being good old stubborn Grant right now, and you're because you're hating. You're a hater. What what other words? You hate us because you ain't us. <laughs> what what other words sound similar? Um, it's hard to do it that way. Bonus and. Canada? Are, the, are those similar? Euphrates, Nefertiti, the T's, the T, the hard, the hard T at the end. T, T, Freytes, Nefertiti. Come on. <laughs> long, they're long close. words. There's it's a not three, even close. There's a three and four syllable <laughs> word not here. Even so far away. I wasn't saying I thought it was Euphrates. I'm just saying, like, my head, like, I was trying to come up with something. Yeah. And, like, that sounds a little bit like Euphrates. <laughs> I guess not. We're in the same place we started. And I was like, Egyptian, sure. And I went there, and I, and I, uh, I, I was wrong. You know, I'm, I'm happy to admit it. But you making a federal case out of uh, Nefertiti not sounding like Euphrates is really the abomination here. Good, sir. Have you no shame? Have you no shame? Imhotep also sounds like Nefertiti. <laughs> I mean, something else that's a longish word that's got the T in it at the end might sound like Nefertiti, right? Even if it doesn't start like Nefertiti, like, you know, Bill Fertiti, for example, that would sound like <laughs> Bill Fertiti was, was the male equivalent in Egypt of Nefertiti. <laughs> I mean, frittata sounds a little bit like Nefertiti, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, it does. No. It absolutely does. You don't understand how words work and how sounds are. Bird sounds like bard a little bit. That's yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Does bird sound like word? Yes. Yes, yes it does. Okay. Yeah. Does bird sound like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Nefertiti? Because <laughs> apparently <laughs> everything sounds well, like Nefertiti. It, it actually kind of does if you hear the I right. Yeah, yeah. Bird. Bird. bird beard. Hold on. You say bird and I say Nefertiti at the same time. Let's see if anybody <laughs> can tell the difference. One, two, three. Bird. Nefer- bird. Um, <laughs> this is like that thing where, you know, they'll play the... Uh, like well, you watch like the TikTok video and they, you'll hear like a lyric, 
and there's like a, an incredible one with a Rihanna lyric where it's like, sometimes it, when you listen to it, if whatever phrase you have in your head, you hear, and they're wildly different phrases. It's like the Yanni and Laurel thing. It's like that, except now it's for songs, and it's incredible. And there's some where they'll literally put up five different phrases for the same thing, and they're wildly different phrases, different sounding phrases, different lengths, and all that, and you only hear that thing either way. It's incredible. The human brain is strange in that way. It's really weird. Yeah. We are so suggestible, you know? Yeah. Much like... Much like the... The wild carp in the lake. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. that thing will do whatever you imply. You're like, hey, wild carp, why don't you go buy me a car and I won't pay you back? And he's like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I just had this crazy thought, guys. <laughs> I am going to buy him a car and yeah. not have him pay me back. Yeah. That sounds like the kind of thing a wild carp might do. And I'm a wild carp. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that. Sure. Hey, um, there's a possibility that I'm going to be super angry in this hand. That's why I bring that up because you know it's one of the be- craziest beeps of all time. You know, one of the beepiest beeps. Yeah, I can't even say craziest because that gives away too much. You know what? I shouldn't have even said that. But if we actually had a real beeper, Grant, editor I of the have, podcast, I have in fact, I as many of you pr- can probably tell, I do as little editing as possible <laughs> of the uh, podcast, and that's by design, <laughs> along with by you know it being easier. Yeah. But, you I know, mean, we think we think actually things would be lost if you edited out things. If uh, you edited out things, but maybe if you added a few I have, sound effects. I have, in fact, had to use the sensor beep on you. Usually, we um, yeah. just cut out if you say something too egregious that right. would be, like, offensive. Right. We just find a way to cut the section out. But I had to use the sensor beep once when a person suggested a hand who clearly didn't want their name said right. on the podcast, and you said their name, and I, I it was, like, too hard to, like, take out the whole section. That's the only time I've ever you used an actual just beat. T- turn the volume all the way to like silenced me for that like two seconds and then had to come it's back. It's about up. the same difficulty as finding a sensor beep online and okay. putting it there. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I w- hope you actually replace well not the early beep stuff in the opening because that's like classic levy open with mm-hmm. the making the sounds myself. You can't touch that. That's like messing with George Washington's hair on a good day, you know? But Washington. Washington, Washington. Yeah. Don't say it. Say it. Six foot four weighs a fucking ton. Yeah, but not that. Um, all the dicks is the part oh. I was about. I don't remember how many he has. If you haven't seen that classic internet uh, gem, just type Washington into the internet, and I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah, wash. Yeah. It's a video. It's yeah. an animated video. It's from like 2004 or something. I think the people who made it probably made no money on it, and it's, it's, great. it's historic. Yeah. But coming back to what I was saying, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you should definitely beep out anything from here on out whenever I would say beep or be censored. Like, the craziest beep of all time kind of thing. That would be the place to put the beep right in there. Thanks. <laughs> so I hope you did it. I assume you did it. I did. Yeah. I did already. This is like the, in Bill and Ted's, the first one when they're like, we have to remember to put to put the, the key here, okay? We got to, when we go back, okay. And then they open it and it's there. They're like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Hey, um, so this hand is coming out if it all goes according to plan, because, you know, sometimes the schedule changes. Of course. Um, but at this time, this hand is either coming out on St. Patrick's Day or, or the week after, yeah. um, the 17th or 24th of March. And two hands ago, two Thursdays ago, uh, it would have been the Moneymaker hand, which was not real Chris Moneymaker, but Young Moneymaker. Yes. Where Jonathan went into the podcast angry as all hell. Oh, I Like, was just so sure angry. he was just going to have to destroy Young Moneymaker for the play that he made. And I, and, came, I came around. And he came almost all the way around, yeah. if not all the way around. I would say... I don't know about all the way. No, I didn't because I ended up on the exploitative path, yeah. but I did come far. Like I thought I was on the far side of the moon. No light would ever reach me. And I could, I could see, I could see the great wall of China from space, you know, by the yeah. end, like it really changed. Like, yeah, it was pretty cool actually. Like I love that. Yeah. Know? So here we are again. I am as far from, I'm in, I'm drinking. I got drops of Jupiter in my hair, Grant, <laughs> you know, like I, love, I am far away. It's really good for your scalp. Do you think, and this is before we get into it, but do you think, like last time you were saying before we started, like, I mean, I don't know, you might change your mind. I was like, there is no chance. And then I kind of did. Yeah. Do you feel the same way no, with this one? I do oh, not, okay. actually. Yeah, in the, in the Moneymaker Hand, and you guys should go listen to that podcast if you haven't yet. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we titled that thing. Is this the greatest fold of 2021? Oh. Is, is the title of that. Um, Tasty. So Moneymaker makes a big fold. Yes, he Sorry does. Sorry for, for those That's, who hadn't I heard mean, it whatever. yet. Um, but it's not Chris Moneymaker, too. It's a guy who just sort of <laughs> looks like him, maybe a little bit, just because he's white. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and if, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't even have that to go on, no. really. But either way, this at, at the, before we did it, I was like, I can see this fold making sense. And I think 
it's possible that I'm going to end up on the Jonathan side, although not as angry, and be like, yeah. this is just exploitable. But I think I actually, I, I came more, like, we both went in the direction more towards yes. liking the fold more. And we, I, I started at a closer point than I, you did. I think we both ended up, and not that it really matters, not to relitigate this, but I think we both ended up thinking, like, he probably does have to call there for exploitative reasons, but it was a lot, like, I thought it wasn't close at all, and then I'm like, oh, it's actually quite close, and if you're a thinking player, I understand how you get to a fold, where I didn't even understand that before, you know, yeah. before we got there, so that was cool. Yeah, with this one, I, I don't feel the same way. I don't feel like there's, like, a, like, with the Moneymaker one, it's like, I had I had started to peel the edge of the sticker, you know, yeah. where you know you can feel the rest of the sticker about to come off, and sure. here I'm still, like, picking at the edge, and I can't find it. I don't think we're going to find it, but I never think we're going to find it. Let's see if we can find it, because okay. that's what we do. That's what we do on the show. We try and find the sticker edge. Yeah. I kind of like that as, a, as an analogy. Looking for the sticker edge. Yeah. Um, hey, it might be St. Patrick's Day. You got anything to say about that? I sure do. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. Arg. That's exactly what St. <laughs> Patrick's Day is all about. <laughs> yeah. St. Patrick was a pirate. Of course. Everyone knows he was a pirate. A snake pirate. Okay. Is that bad? Is it bad to be a snake pirate now? I didn't say it was bad. I was oh. just helping you along because that's a key part of the history of St. Patrick is that he was actually a snake and a pirate. And is it in Ireland that there are no snakes or there are lots of snakes and there's no snakes in Iceland? It's one of, there's no snakes in Ireland, right? One of those, there's no snakes. You think the, you think the St. Patrick holiday is about Iceland? No, of course not. I'm talking about snakes. But you know the St. Patrick. Oh, he actually really is the patron saint of snakes? You weren't kidding? Well, I don't know. He's I don't know what he's the patron saint of, but he's I, the patron saint of like. But he's famous for stuff. driving the snakes out of Ireland. Oh, he is. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. But why did you think Iceland? Well, they're kind of close to each other, and people often can people often think kinda like kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on a map. On a map, yeah. yeah. People often think like, oh, the place that until you know that you know, oh, I, Greenland's the place you'd want to go for a vacation. Iceland's the place you wouldn't want to go until you understand otherwise, just based on the names. And in fact. That's part of why they're named the way they are, right? Greenland's trying to trick tourists into coming, it's, and Iceland's trying to keep everyone it's away. Not trying it's to so trick beautiful. tourists, it's trying to trick Vikings into <laughs> joining Eric the Red, who called it Greenland All because right. he's like, "Hey guys, it's green over here. We should go because he wanted to conquer more land." Somebody knows a little too much about history, and no one likes a fucking guy like that. <laughs> That's you. I'm talking about you. Wow. So you knew too much. I was having playful speculation, and you took it. You got way too serious. And you ruin the show. I know the answers. You ruin the <laughs> podcast. That's knowing the answers ruin the podcast. So thank you. For Iceland that. is a lovely place. I've been there. I know you have. Everybody and should go. I hope to go sometime soon. Yeah. Even maybe this year. Maybe not. Maybe though. You want to hear an Iceland fun fact before we get to the hand? Of course I do. All right. Is it about the cousins? All the no, because that's actually a lie. Oh, there, really? There, there was a viral rumor. I'll, I'll start with this first. Oh, yeah. Five or six years ago, there was a viral rumor that in Iceland, because it's so insular and there's only 300,000 people, that um, there was an app developed yeah. to, to let you know who you're related to. It wasn't to. real? No, that was fake. Oh, my God. I have to look that up. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but here's the more historical fact about Iceland that's kind okay. of interesting. It's one of the only places that the current uh, like population that is like the government and everything... They did not have to displace anybody to be there. They were the first people to settle there at all, and it didn't happen until 900, which is, like, really late to settle somewhere. Yeah. Huh. Isn't that interesting? That is kind of interesting. Yeah. Now, it's weird that you said that the Iceland app wasn't real because it absolutely was. I'm looking at the CBC website article about it right okay. now. Um, Associated Press reported this in 2013. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it, when, wait till it gets debunked in a later article you read. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? So the Associated Press was tricked? That's what you're telling I th- me? I believe so. I mean, okay. That's my understanding of it. Maybe I'm wrong on this one, but there's I, multiple, I, feel, I feel like... A three, st- three years later, there's another article about it. Just saying. There's an, BBC has an article about it. I think you're the one who's being debunked right now. Wow. Iceland, uh, here's another one from the Daily Beast, Iceland's incest prevention app. I just, all I wrote in was Iceland Cousin app, and it's all come up. Here's it from 2018... Iceland is so small, there's an app that keeps dot, dot, dot. I think we know what that is. Cousins from fucking each other is the rest of that one. Iceland's number one dating app, dating rule. Sorry, make sure you're not cousins. That's not an app. But that's also Wall Street Journal. You know what? I think you might be right. Yep. I don't know where I got the idea that it was fake. What what I'm really glad, though, is we've captured the confidence and the sureness (laughs) of what you said that. And we can just go back and listen to that over and over for the rest of our lives. Not just me. I mean, we, the listeners. Um... That's what it's like to know Grant, guys. That moment captured right there. He's so fucking sure of everything and yet wrong sometimes, and it's delicious. What it's a problem? delicious moment. I'm just, just take it in and let it wash over you. 
what probably yes. happened here was when I went to Iceland, the first day I was there, I had a uh, pretty bad jet lag and I was really sleepy. And the people of Iceland probably incepted me so that I would think that the app was fake because that's not good press for your country if you have to have a incest prevention app. That is true. Yeah. Maybe they said it was like a little exaggerated and you like took that Maybe, in I don't mind know. to be a particular thing. The other thing I said was, is true, though. Oh, yeah. The, the, the current government and population were, were the first human settlers known to Iceland. How sure are you of that? Ninety-eight percent. How sure of you were the were the cousin thing when you said it? Seventy percent. Well, if you were seventy percent, you shouldn't say it that way. Okay. You should say like I believe. You should okay. not say you're right. It's like this. You're right. Oh, these I, are great moments, guys. Really drink this in. <laughs> really take this in. We don't get this very much. This level of victory. Just enjoy the moment. You're enjoying it a little bit too much. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's important for the audience to get what's going on here right now. That's all. You know, this is uh, this is Putin saying. I don't know if I should do that after all, now that you've made that, because I was wrong. This is Putin. <laughs> anyway, are you looking up to see if you're right about that other thing? Yeah, are you? I, I was. Okay. Um, although Irish monks were the first to have voyaged to Iceland, mm-hmm. uh, they were fleeing political upheaval. But, but soon after, the Vikings came and established colonies and stuff in the middle of the ninth century. So the Irish monks were there first, though. Yeah, but they weren't like a native population that was displaced. Okay. Which is kind of my point, you know. Which but, is, but is there ever a, truly a native population of anywhere? Like, okay, uh, that's, that, that philosophically is fair. <laughs> and we don't have to get <laughs> super no, deep into let's this. Let's not. Let's not. Um, I, I'll just concede the point rather than, I know where you're going. It's yeah. fine. I would just, you know, be. Like, like if you're Icelandic, you don't have to feel bad about having displaced some, <laughs> right, some population. Right. Except the monks, those poor monks. <laughs> Lord knows what happened to them. It probably wasn't good. It's not you like can feel a little bit about well, that yeah, about but the monks. They, they, it was what the his, the historical ancestors of the Icelandic people did to the monks that drove them to Iceland is what you should really feel bad about. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, as I don't as an Icelandic that. person, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't feel bad about that. Yeah, I'm not that guy. You might, if you were Icelandic, you might be the shortest Icelandic person. Really, I might They're be the that shortest. Tall? Like, I might be the shortest Icelandic person. If, like, I'm six feet tall. They are large. They're, wow. They, I. Um, Bathroom anecdote for Iceland. <laughs> oh, in, in, sure. the, in the bars in Reykjavik, I am a six-foot-tall person. I had to stand on my tiptoes to use the urinals. Shut. Wow. That's how tall they are. That really makes me think if I go to Iceland as a single person, I'm going to struggle. With, I'm going to struggle with the lo- even With more. the locals, but there's so much tourism. Yeah. And also, maybe they're like, I like that short kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm most, not short, by the way. I'm an average, average height. Here. Most, five, of, ten, five, most ten. of the Icelandic women that I but. passed on the street were my height or taller. So I, yeah. yeah, I have dated women who are taller than me in my life, and uh, you know it was fine with me. <laughs> yeah, they, the, they were fine with it too, but you know, usually anyway. Let's not talk. Maybe about Iceland's not the pool for you to try to draw. No, from. no, but I, I want to go there anyway because it's not just about sex, Grant. I know you're all like, oh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like it can be about the beauty of the, of the country, also, Grant. This one's off to a rollicking start. <laughs> it really is. It's good stuff. Uh, it's fun. All so, right. So let's somehow, yes. somehow this is a podcast that exists in the world where we pivot from that discussion <laughs> to a high-level analysis of a poker hand that it's was easy. played. Come on. Yeah. It's nothing. There's got to be no other podcast in the world that has that big of a pivot. We have been doing that level pivot for seven and a half years, though. Like, we were doing that level pivot a long time ago. We got so used to it, it didn't even matter. There, there probably is another podcast, by the way, that does of that level pivot. Of course there is. But there aren't that very many. Yeah. And they're probably terrible. Right. They don't have this kind of chemistry. Yeah. This chemistry is incredible. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about this hand. <laughs> you don't like talking about that, apparently. All right. Let's get into it. Chemistry is boring. I'm a biology guy. Um, so this was suggested by Casper and Snacks on Discord. Is it Snacks or is it SNEX or is it Snakes? It's like snakes. snakes on a plakes. Snakes on a plakes? <laughs> yeah. You just decided to make it rhyme for yeah. no reason? Yeah. It sounds like it's like Nefertiti and the other thing, the Euphrates. Yeah. But I didn't think... Plain really sounds like steak, so I wanted it to rhyme. Mm-hmm. And I did my thing. Anyway. Anyway. They suggested on Discord, which is a great yeah. place to suggest hands. Uh, you should do that. You should also join our Discord just for other reasons. You know, like we put a thread for each hand. We have a lot of fun there. We talk about poker, movies, sports, food, whatever you want. Uh, yeah, all the things. Yeah. It is fun. And, uh, you know, we don't talk about the things you don't want to talk about. It's in the rules. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Like politics. We don't talk about politics because it's awful to talk about politics. Don't make us boot you. You know who I'm talking about. (laughs) I know you know. We may have already booted you by the time you heard this. I hope we don't have to. All right. 
Moving on. Moving on. All right. So let's get into this hand. Hustler Casino Live producing all the hits these days. Larry Flint. The ghost of Larry Flint is The ghost of Larry it. Flint is making so much money off this stream. Sure. I mean, the stream's probably making no money at all. It but, brings people to the casino. But yeah, I mean, it's a casino that nobody had really thought of for a long time, I feel. I'm sure. Well, now they get all these high roller players yeah. there and who probably gamble, and it's probably great. Yeah, I agree. And they yeah. let us make videos with their stuff, so that's great, We too. love them for it. Yeah. Anyway. All right, it's a $50, $100 cash game with a $200 big blind ante. So I imagine that's coming out of the third blind, not the big blind. We've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah. Um, just don't call it a big blind ante because that's easier. Let's get to it. So Danny, who's a player who's going to be a garbage human, sorry, Danny, uh, opens from plus two with 26,000. So he's, he's approaching 100 blinds with ace five of diamonds. Cool. I'm approaching 100 blinds? He's well past 100 blinds. What I mean is downward. Approaching oh, it like, okay. a, like a plane in descent. Ah, he's got 130 blinds. Yeah, okay. I understand how that was confusing. Yeah. And that is my fault. No problem. We got Gall, who we've done hands-on before. I think the last one we did was against Berkey, where Gall made a very weird yeah, play. Yeah, we Berkey, didn't like it. Berkey figured it out and made a lot of money off Gall. Yep. Um, that was a, a very high-stakes game, I think. It was like a 501K or something. Yeah, I mean, I think pre-flop, Berkey like 4-bet to 20,000 or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. So. Gall is a guy who is willing to put money in. That no is question. one way to, to talk about Gall. Yep. He's got a lot in front of him for this game. He's got 92,000. What do you think about this? He flats in the cutoff with queen jack off. I am curious on your thoughts on that in a game like this. I think he should not be doing that almost ever. I think if you're on the button, you could talk yourself into it. Um, I guess there's, there's a few conditions where you could, right? If the guys behind you are not prone to squeezing and three betting, yeah. uh, that helps. And if we know the guy who's opening is really wide, we need both those things at least to consider doing it in this position. I think on the button is the only place I would really strongly consider it, unless this guy's opening constantly. And then I'd probably be three-betting him more than calling anyway. Yeah, and when the opener has 26K, it's not a great spot. I mean, if, if the opener had 60K, I still think it would be questionable to flat here, but it's a, it's a lot better, especially if you yeah. think you have a skill edge. And you don't even have to call this on the button, but it's okay to call on the button, at yeah. least, right? Like, the button is, is the button or the big blind are the obvious calling spots i think everything else is like questionable at best yeah and even then really like you're the first one in you could just i would just throw this hand away i wouldn't really think anything of it yeah i would mostly throw it away too although you know it's a hand that you can play if mm-hmm. if you're if you really think you have a, a skill edge on the table it's probably fine to play these types of hands in position as much as you want yeah i mean and, you know the deeper you are the better this works right yeah like so this guy danny isn't deep but maybe the, i don't know who's in the big blind maybe the big blind is really has a lot of chips maybe. too and then we could be like well that's an extra bonus. It's like maybe we can play a really big hand sometimes in position against the big blind, you know, where like we can make uh, we can make the nuts with this hand. And, you know, I mean, you can make the nuts with any two cards, though. So, I mean, this hand is better than that. It's better than like, you know, 7-5 or something. But it ain't that great and has lots of uh, reverse implied odds issues. It's a playable hand, though. It is barely playable. We, we, we can't kill Gaul yet. No, no, I can't kill him for this, but I would not do this. And I think I think it is a leak to call here. I think it's a slight leak. It's not a huge leak. Yeah. yeah. But it's like if you were on an Apollo mission, it would be a problem. Because right. any leak is a problem. Exactly. Grant's been watching space, space yeah. shows, and so he's talking about that a lot. For All Mankind. Yep. Was Jonathan recommended? Excellent show. Excellent show. Stick with it. Give it a couple episodes. You have to get to... You, once you start episode three, you're fine. Yeah. But the first two episodes are slow and not as good. And then it but really you have, picks up. But you up. have to watch them. Yeah. But then it really picks up from there. And then it's great, basically, from there on out, in yeah. my opinion. Anyway. Space show. Space show. All right. Anyway, he calls with Queen of Hearts, Jack of Diamonds. Okay. Then we got Tiger, who we have seen before in a hand that we did. I think, actually, that might be a Monday podcast that's coming out later. Hmm. Not entirely sure, but whatever. It, it may not have come out yet. Anyway, Tiger is not Tiger Woods, as I said in the other podcast, unfortunately. At least you're being, you know... You're just copying what you did before. Your your humor is derivative of yourself and not copying. At least it's not derivative of, like, Bill Cosby. Well, but if it was, at least it'd be original to this podcast. Because, like, then the people who listen to that show wouldn't hear the same joke. They'd hear a new joke. So you're just giving the same joke. I don't know. I don't know what's better. You don't have to credit Cosby. You could just steal it. Just steal it. That's what I do. Just steal. No one knows. Did you guys get that? Oh, no. <laughs> F- I trusted you. The FBI is here. <laughs> yep. They've done it. Yeah. They finally got their man. It's been seven and a half long years. of <laughs> the, the long con works, though. You know, I yeah. trust, trust was established. You did very well. I actually respect you, much like Leo DiCaprio said to Tom Hanks, basically. Yeah. It's like, that was a really good one. And then it turns out it, it wasn't a, a con at all. Yeah. It was real. Anyway. 
Anyway, Queen Jack off right. and uh, for for the old uh, gall. Gal. Gal. Tiger's on the button. He's got Jack Ten of Hearts. Yeah, he has sixty eight thousand in front of him. Okay, how do you want to enter the pot here? Because you're entering the pot. Yeah, you're definitely. We're on the button here. Yeah, it seems like I would almost always call. Yeah, like this hand is, just plays great multi way, and it's we have position. Plays great when we're deeper, right? Also three betting, which is our only other option because we're not going to fold. Of course, right? um, three betting lowers our positional advantage to some degree with a hand that, assuming we, if we can get everyone to fold a lot, fine. But assuming we can't get everyone to fold a lot, and I know enough about Gall to know he don't fold much. He called with queen nine off when Berkey four bet him to 20,000 yep, that hand out of did. position to Berkey. Like, he's not going to fold to our three In a bet. much higher stake situation, yeah, yeah. he's not going to be afraid of the money or anything. There's 0% I think Gall is folding anything he's already called with to our three bet, unless we make it some crazy number that we would never make it. So. Right. So, like, why I, it feels like an obvious call to me. I 100% agree with those points. If, if it were a different player than Gaul, maybe you could yeah. talk yourself into a three bet, but I still don't love it because the opener, Danny, is relatively short for the game and open in early position. Yep. And like making it, I mean, if we were raising, we'd make it like 2,500 or something. Something like that. It's like 600, right? Um, getting through Danny in early position, maybe we could do. Um, getting through Gaul feels hard. We also have guys behind us. And mm-hmm. the button is such a beautiful place to be. I just don't know why we would even really consider three-betting this almost... Like, we can three-bet it a tiny bit just to be balanced, but, like, this is, like, a perfect calling hand. We can it? never three-bet it when Gaul has called. Right. We, you just can't. I we mean, it, just to reiterate the point, there is maybe literally a 0% chance that Gaul folds unless we make it an outrageous amount. Like, our speculative hands, especially... Like, sitting behind Gaul is really neat. It does a lot of things for us, and one of it is it really points us how we want to play these speculative hands. I think a hand like Pocket Fours... Similarly, we're just going to call. Yeah. Maybe a hand like eights, we could say, like, well, we want to get heads up, so it's just us and Gaul, and we're in position. So I have a plan for how I want to play it, because I've got a made hand. I can ultimately check, turn, check, river, and win. Um, You know, I can really pot control. can't do that with jack-10 when I miss, though. I'm going to have to, like, build the pot. Like, hands like this and, like, ace-wheel-suited type hands, I think, in this situation, should just be calls when when Gaul's there. Even though ace-wheel-suited is a better three-bet, you should not three-bet it against Gaul, because part of three-betting that hand is you get fold equity. If you don't have fold equity, don't do it when you don't have a big hand. The whole point is they're going to give you value when you've got it anyway. So just don't... You just throw out all the bluffing, and you just keep all the value. Well, guess what Tiger does? He calls. He three-bets. No! We just talked about this. We literally just talked I about mean, this. I mean, Gall actually called a four-bet against Berkey out of position with queen nine off. And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like Berkey made it small. It was like 7K to 20K. It's possible it was queen nine suited, but it doesn't change the point. I, I think it was yeah, suited. I think it was suited, but it still does not change the point yeah. at all. You might be right that it was suited, but yeah. It doesn't matter. It's, it was an absurd call. Yes. And there's no way he's folding. Yeah. Unless, I mean, I, how much does he make it? Does he three, make it? 3,000. So he made it a little more well, than you suggested, but still, it's not enough. It's Gaul. Gaul has no interest in folding. We know that. So, yeah, I get wanting to have this hand in your three bet range sometimes in some situations. This is already not the situation for it with the short opener in early position and then Gaul being the guy who called behind. You need fold equity when you three bet with a hand like Jack 10 suited, or else there's very little point to it. I mean, I mean, sure, you can have board coverage. That's nice, but it's not good enough. Listen, if they're not going to fold, balance doesn't matter, yeah. right? They're only responding in one way to what you're doing. You don't have to be balanced. You can be wildly imbalanced. The amount of brain-dead three-bets I feel like I see um, in cash games now um, where you, is where you know shocking. Where you know they're not getting folds. Yeah. Like, there's, like I watch just like the Texas Heart Coward House stuff is like that. Um, honestly, our stuff is like that. Poker time, yeah. there's almost no folding to three-bets in poker time. I, I, we just filmed another one the other day, and I... I watched the whole thing, and like, yeah, there was one fold to a three bet literally in four hours, and there was a lot of three betting, you know. And it's like, I don't know what these, why these guys are doing this. This is a mistake, in my opinion. Unless you got it, like, just don't do it. They're going to call anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point? Unless you're trying to isolate. But why are you trying to isolate with like Jack High or Ace Four? Like, you're not. You're, those are bluffs, right? Um, so I feel like it's a it's a constant thing now. People are three-betting because they, they've been told to. They're in the charts to. They're trying to be balanced. They're doing all these things that don't really matter for the situation. Now, maybe if you're up against really good players who never fold, you have to show up with a few light hands. Otherwise, they're going to be able to um, range you too well. Yeah. But I think that's a crutch that most people are leaning way too hard on. You know, it's easy yeah. to talk about that. But, like, if the guy never folds, just charge him for it. Right. Also, if you're going to be doing that for the sake of showing up with more types of hands, then 
choose hands that play a little bit worse maybe than Jack-10 suited in those spots where, right. like, like, this hand is so beautiful, you don't want to get blown off of it pre-flop. I think that's great. I think it's a really good point. Um, a good friend of mine, Matt Matros. Triple uh, bracelet winner? Triple bracelet winner, Matt Matros. Double book writer, Matt Matros. Uh, he said to me long ago, when I was talking about squeezing, this is like 12 years ago, and I was like, what do you think is like a really good, what kind of hands do you think I should be squeezing with? I, I asked him, and he said, like, all the suited stuff that is, that is just not good enough to call with is, like, is really good stuff to like squeeze six, with. Like 6'10 suited. Yeah, like queen 8 suited sometimes, or queen, queen 7 suited. You know, it's like raise, call, call, and you're like, queen 8 suited. Like, I can squeeze with that sometimes. Yeah. Obviously not all the time, but like, if you're looking, if you're thinking, oh, this is a good squeeze spot, that's the kind of hand you want to look down and see. Yeah. You know? Uh, maybe king five suited is okay, you know, but like hands you just weren't going to call. Right. But, but are still pretty good. They can, something going. They on. can do something. Yeah. It feels like Jack 10, there's, this is to his point and to your point. It's like that, that would not be a hand you squeeze with because it's, it's too good yeah. to squeeze with. Right. Anyway, Tiger does it. Yeah. Danny folds, which I, I don't know. I guess that's okay. But with, if, you were deep, if you were deeper, I would kill him for it. He's not. I mean, he's sitting there. He's going to have 23K left. The pot's already going to have 9K in it. I understand. Yeah, with ace-five suited. But I agree with you. I mean, he should probably be deeper, though. Right. He should either top up or not open ace-five in another position. Right. He should have like $40,000 in front of him, at least, to play this game and open this hand. Right. You, can, you could keep this stack, but then you just don't open yeah. this hand. Or, or I guess you can open this hand and just fold. I mean, it's okay just to fold. I and guess. Sort of, I mean, but... It depends on how much three betting is happening. Because yeah. if it's happening in like every other hand, then you probably shouldn't be opening this hand if you're going to fold it. Right. And honestly, with Gall playing a lot, he's going to three bet a lot. And apparently Tiger's going to three bet a lot too. Yeah, unless this is an anomaly. But, you know, why would Seems we assume weird. an anomaly when we only have one N? To, to, and to three bet Jackson suited on the button as an anomaly seems unlikely. Yes, it does. Anyway. Anyway, predictably Gall calls. Which, 100% Gall was Which, calling. you know, to Danny's credit, if Gall were playing, you know, pre-flop, what we think of more correctly, he should probably fold this hand for this large three bet. Yes. It's not going to play well post-flop in most cases against the range. Right. When you say to Danny's credit, do you mean like... Not Danny's credit, sorry. Oh. Tiger's credit. Oh, the Tiger. Right, right. These are hands that both should probably fold here. But if you're Tiger and you don't know that Gaul is always calling, that's on you. Yeah. That's to Tiger's discredit. Right. Right. All right, so that's what happened. Yeah. 7,000 in the pot, Nitrogen Sports. That's the thing you got to do. Everybody, look at your shoes and go to <laughs> nitrogen. I've been working on that. Yeah, nitrogen actually in the year 2016, May. Yeah. They contacted us and they said, "Can you guys come up with a theme song for nitrogen?" And Jonathan, every time we don't work for in a day, yeah. like it's like I'm like Jonathan, are we working today? He's like, "I'm working on the theme song. I'm sorry. I'm so close. I'm so close." <laughs> and yesterday, he finally texted me. He's yeah. like, "I did it. I did it. I finally got it. It was my, the- my six years of pain <laughs> are finally over." It was the line that was I really struggled with. This may surprise you. Was everybody look at your shoes? Yeah, like that was really hard for me. Well, yeah, like, you, kept, you kept trying. That. You kept rhyming poo instead of yeah. shoes, and it's like that's not. They don't want that in their song. Yeah, they were really down on the idea because I would float some of these. They'd be like, "Well, give us a give us an update. It's been six years. We got to know something. Yeah. Like maybe play a little something, sing us a little something." And I would I would be like, "Okay, it's still like a first draft, but." And then I would sing something about yeah, poo in your hair or something. And they really <laughs> they, they continue. I will say I tried it. I workshopped it a lot with them. You know, yeah. I was like, "Okay, okay, I know you were down on the poo thing, but." But be open to this, you know, and it'd be like, there's poo in your eyes, everybody, <laughs> you know. <and laughs> like, I think they're going to probably make like a, a prestige biopic about, about you and this experience at some point, because it's really like, it's about the collaboration between mm. a man and a company and how it can, it can be something both beautiful and frustrating, you know. Yeah. I mean, all great, and, all and great you, artists. And you all got to be the first to hear the end result, which is, that, that's what's really great about this movie because you, you're going to see the struggles, but you're going to know how it ends. It's yeah. one of those where you're like, I know it's going to end this way, and that's okay with me that I know that because it makes me feel good. Right. You know? Right. It's, and, and you'll feel good if you use the link in the description <laughs> <laughs> to sign up for Nitrogen Sports because yes. you get access to our monthly Poker Guys tournament and other cool stuff that Nitrogen just gives away to our people. But you have to be one of our people for get, to get that stuff, and that means you got to use the link. Right. Use that damn link. Get you that cool tournament. Of course, you get other cool stuff thrown your way. You get yeah. to participate in some other money opportunities. 
like March Madness stuff, yeah, and, Super Bowl uh, stuff, NFL whatever. Survivor pools. Um, of course, they have you know sports betting, casino games. They got all the stuff at Nitrogen, and they want you to show up. Yeah, and, and you don't want to disappoint them because they are they get very angry. And they they got their theme song <laughs> locked up for the next half century at least before they ha- have to contract out somebody new to make a different one. So. If you're the kind of person who doesn't like that theme song, don't sign up for Nitrogen. But if you're the kind of person who does, definitely sign up for Nitrogen. That's it. We got them. We're, we're going to make so much money, Grant. <laughs> We've done it. We figured out how to arbitrage the universe. At one point, I was like, everybody, look at your... What am I going to go there? Poo? Should I go poo again? <laughs> <laughs> they never like it, but I don't know. It feels right. You know? Yeah. I really had, to, really had to work through that one. So many, so many nights just waking up in a cold sweat, <laughs> just unable to... Just like writing on your notepad yeah. vigorously. Yeah. Like, I got it, I got it. And then you kind of fall back asleep. I was and so you wake sure. up in the morning, you're like, this is crap. Exactly. This is not what I thought it's it was. the worst. I'm so genius. I started with that, where like you wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I got it. And I'm like, this is so good. Of course I'm going to remember it. Yeah. And then I don't remember it. And so I finally got the notepad. Yeah. And it turns out it's all horrible. Yeah. yeah it's, it's completely, it's dreck. It was dreck. And so I had to really put some real blood, sweat, and tears into it. And I did. Yeah. And, and, Really How long did you fast for before finally finding the lyric? <laughs> it was, I wouldn't say it was 30 full days, but it was like 30 half days. You know? <laughs> so 15 days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, about 15 days. Uh, give or take, yeah. you know. It's hard to say. What is a half day anyway, you know? 12 like hours. A half day of school isn't 12 hours. No, but that's half day of school. Yeah. Well, a half day of this is different too, maybe. Okay. I fasted, okay? Let's move on. All right. <laughs> Here we are. That's what we do on this podcast. That's how we advertise for nitrogen. They just let us do that. I mean, every time we do something crazy and weird like that, and every time there's... I mean, it's got to the point where I don't expect an email, you know? Yeah. In the beginning, I was like, are we going to hear about this? Is this going to be a thing? I don't know. And like, I'd, I'd be shocked if I ever get an email from no. them. It's possible no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, they might not listen anymore. Yeah. Yeah, which is to, fine. The, to the ads. I'm sure they check in once in a while. But anyway. All right. So $7,050 in the pot. The two remaining players are Gaul in the yeah. cutoff with Queen Jack off, Queen of Hearts, Jack of Diamonds, Tiger, the three better on the button, has Jack 10 of Hearts. He started the hand with 68K as the effective stack. The flop is six of Diamonds, 10 of Clubs, nine of Hearts. Action yeah. flop. For sure. Gaul has an open ender, two overs, and Tiger has top pair. Gaul checks. Yep. As Tiger. Do we want to check this board sometimes because it's kind of on top of Gaul's range? Um, I think we can be really exploitative here and know that we've got top pair. And even though Gaul probably has a piece of this a fair amount, we often have the best hand. We mostly have the best hand. Yeah. Um, I think we should be trying to get value from Gaul right now. And also, there are a lot of bad cards on the turn, like bad, 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 like ace, king, queen, six, nine, seven, eight, all kind of rough. Yeah. I think we should definitely bet. I agree. I agree, and I think we should bet based on board texture. It's yep. a slightly wet board texture, but not super wet. Um, yeah. I think we should bet maybe 40% to half pot, something like that. I think it, I think half pot at least. Even yeah. I, I'd be more inclined to go 60 to 70%. Just because it's a three-bet pot already, you can bet a little smaller in some cases. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. The other side of it is that like range-wise, even though we have top pair, range-wise, like, this is more Gaul than us because we know he's calling with everything. Right? right, so there's an inverse relationship there. There should be with um, how much it hits your range and your sizing. So, right. So it's, exactly. it hits your range less, you should size a little bigger. Exactly. Yeah. But, but you are right, it is a three-bed pot, so it, it doesn't have to be as big as a result. Um, so, okay, I guess, I guess that's fair, but I would still want to go at least half pot and probably, I mean, even after we said all that, probably 60%. I want to I size it up. Also, it's Gaul. Is Gaul going to fold? I mean, we know what he has, so of course he isn't. But, like, if he has anything, he's probably calling anyway. Might as well size it up. Yeah, if he has a six, if he has five, six suited, he's going to call 100%. it. 100%. Right? He should call if he has yeah. five, six suited, you know? Well, Tiger does bet, but he does not choose the sizing that you would choose. He right. goes 1,600 into 7,000. That's weird sizing. And it feels like I don't know anything about Tiger, right. but it's possible that he's seen the really good pros three bet and then C bet really small. Yep. And this is not the s- scenario for that. Like That's often a tournament scenario, one. And two, when it's a cash game, the board is a lot drier and a lot more in favor of the three betters range. He, uh, you know, he's watched Artie Paps see bet. Artie Paps, even in cash games, is yep. like, I bet less than the original everything, you know? But... I mean, it's, it feels like a pretty big mistake. The only thing you could say about this, if we were looking for things to say that were positive, I think, is that we might induce some stuff. 
yeah. with Gaul. That means we have to like you know be willing to like ride the knuck, white knuckle ride of it all. But I think we are with Gaul. I thought anyway. you were gonna say ride the narwhal for a second. And I was oh. I was on board with that. Oh, I you know I wasn't gonna say that. Well, but you should have. Can we do the time travel thing for that too? Yeah. Go back and yeah. make me say that. Yeah. Okay. Then I said it. Yeah, read the narwhal. That's awesome. How'd you come up with that? I was just there, you know. Sometimes I tap into a greater power. The divine speaks through me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, the narwhal, the great narwhal. In the sky. Yeah. Man, with the, that horn, that unicorn horn. Anyway, Actually. your point is, if, if you size it this way and you do induce something, yeah, that's fine. you're going to have to hold on even on some bad cards. Right. Of course. That's, that's part of it is like... If we're trying to induce in Gaul, Gaul the raise, which, by the way, Gaul has the kind of hand, I would probably be pretty interested in raising if a guy bets 1,600 yeah. on this board. Um, we'll see what Gaul does. But then, yeah, we have to understand that. Like, we're asking a guy who we know is bluffy. We know can move a lot of chips around. You know, we're going to have to hold on. Yeah. That's fine. So should Gaul raise two overs open ender? I think he should. On this board, I think he should. Like, I agree. There's a lot of misses here. If right? Tiger has any sort of sizing tells, which apparently he doesn't because yeah. you, you think he was weaker than this. I would. Um, then it would be a really good reason to raise. But beyond that, like, yeah, we have 7-8 suited, and Tiger's not supposed to have that as much. Yeah, uh, we have 10-9. We have 10-9. Tiger's not supposed to have that as much, although it seems like he does have that. Maybe he does. Uh, we have pocket sixes more than he does. We have pocket sixes. We have some pocket nines and pocket tens. Of course. Yeah. So I think we definitely can rep those things. Yeah. Not as many pocket nines and pocket tens, of course. Yeah. But still some. Uh, yeah. I think it's like pretty straightforward, really. But even beyond that, really, what we have is Tiger has a lot of ace-king, ace-queen, maybe even ace-jack. He's got a lot of insta-folds yeah. right, when we raise. Cool. Great. And uh, if we get called, guess what? We have overs and a big draw. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yep. Well, Gall agrees. He's going to raise... What do you think about his sizing? It's like he's going off of Tiger's sizing rather than the pot. He makes it 5K over 1,600. There are, there's already 7K in the pot before Tiger bet. Yeah, I think it's just another little mistake, Gipu. Um, I, think, I think you can't make, I think you have to size based on the pot here, not, not the bet. I think well, it's a mistake. Based on what you just said, though, if he's got insta-folds with ace-king, ace, ace-queen, and ace-jack, maybe this is the best way to do it. Interesting point. Um, are they going to insta-fold for the super small bit? Because maybe. Maybe they will anyway. Maybe just like it's all the same. Yeah. If oh, that, you know what? If, that's if a that's good point. The, if that's, that's a good case, point. then the sizing is all right. Okay. You know what? I'm, I've come all the way around on that already and agree with you. Okay. That, that, that really makes sense. So maybe he just doesn't need to make it anymore. Then good for him. Then this, yeah. is, then this is great sizing, actually. Yeah. Of course, okay. that is contingent on those being insta-folds at this size and bigger sizes. They probably are, though, right? Even yeah. ace-jack is probably an insta-fold, right? Yeah. So, okay. Great. And like king-queen... I guess it's calling, but it was probably calling if we made it 7,500 anyway, right? Yeah. So if it's going to be more binary, then yeah, going small is great here. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I was wrong. All right. I was just wrong. Gall did it Gall. right. You were right. Um, Tiger can do nothing but call here, right? It would be weird to three bet, and it would certainly be weird to fold. You can't fold, and you really can't three bet. Yeah. So Tiger calls. Okay. Good job. All right, Tiger's getting. He's got. He's got one on the line. I just want to remind everyone: this play, this hand may have the greatest beep. Oh, the craziest, not grace, right? The craziest beep of all time. Yeah. Get ready. There might be That's a beep. still coming. A beep might happen. Yeah. All right. What could it be? The pot is $17,050. Yes. Now, the turn is the four of hearts. So Tiger picks up a flush draw, doesn't do anything for Gaul. Okay. Should Gaul keep going? I think this is a really interesting question more than it seems initially. Well, the question is, when we raised... Did we actually successfully fold out all those unpaired hands? Because if we did, continuing is questionable, right? Like, we're yeah. not going to fold out pocket jacks. We're not going to fold out the overpairs, which is what it feels like Tiger has a lot of the time. Yeah, I agree. Um, Maybe as king-queen, and we can fold that out. That's, that's the one thing we can take a shot king, at. King-queen or king-jack, which yep. you wouldn't put in his three-betting range as much as the other hands that are not going to fold. Also, guess who blocks king-queen and king-jack? We, we do. do. Yeah. So it's not great, but okay. That's the only thing we can target, really, with a bet here, right? The other thing we can do is we can Could bet it be like ace-8, ace-7, hands like that, maybe? Maybe. They might just fold, but maybe you're right. Maybe we can get folds out of those. Um, I think we should be betting kind of smallish, though. Like, we want to bet enough to fold out king-queen. Yeah. But we, we should... We want to... The reason to bet really here is to bet an amount so that way we're happy to pay that price to get to the river, right? Where we get to choose the price. Yeah. So... I guess we can try and choose the price and get full equity, too. What's a good sizing here 
from all that with all that in mind. I think zero dollars is a good sizing. So you want to check what? Check fold? Mm. Okay. Maybe I'm gonna reevaluate that. Yeah. Because I I don't think we have a ton of fold equity against the range, which Doesn't is problematic. Like so I think I, I where you're going with it is maybe maybe bet five K again. The problem is now King Queen isn't gonna fold when we do that, right? How can King Queen fold for five K? Yeah. So this is like we got two real competing uh, issues here, and I don't know how we solve it, right? Like, if we want to have fold equity, then we don't get to size it cheaply enough for us to make it worth betting, because then we might as well just check call anyway. Um, except we get to fold out a few of those hands, but probably not enough, right? Check calling feels pretty lame. How about a check raise? What if we check raise instead? Sometimes it goes check, check, we get there for free. Um, sometimes, though, he bets, and we get the fold equity, we get some extra money, you know, we get a bunch of stuff. King-Queen might have to bet fold here, if it bets. That's an interesting thought. Just thought of it now. We could check raise on certain sizings and check fold on other sizings. Yes, we can. Right. So there's 17,000 in the pot. What kind of sizings are you thinking of? I think we can check raise anything under 10K, probably. And if he goes big, then it doesn't feel like we're going to have a ton of fold equity there. Yeah, he's got how... Let's figure out what his stack is. Uh, oh, they're both pretty deep, though. So. Yeah. We should have, I mean, even, even if he bets 12K, let's just take a moment and, think, and assume he's got kings and he bets 12K, right? Okay. Which I think is reasonable. Like, he may check back kings. He might check that back, which is an argument for checking, by the way. If, if Tiger's going to have some checkbacks with overpairs, we can check and see the river for free. Right. And I, he may have checkbacks with, with most of his range, actually, yeah. really. That, the stuff that isn't being slow, like besides a set of 10s or something like that. If you've got jacks plus ace-8, ace-7, King Queen, King Jack, and he may not want to bet any of that because he's afraid of getting check raised, or he thinks he does, he can't shake us. Although we, we're showing a really weird line if when we check right after check, we raise. are. But, but who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I agree. I think we're supposed to check and reevaluate. Yeah. Like, let's see if he bets. If he doesn't bet, we can try and steal on the river if we don't improve. If he bets small, we can call or raise. If he bets big, we can call, raise, or fold. Let's see. What, let's see what he does. I, I like that actually. Yeah, I think I do too. This this. Interestingly, this flop and turn has been such like a microcosmic example of what the breakdown is supposed to be, mm. where we like start in one place and just kind of think it through. And that's the whole point of the show is to listen to us think it through. This is not yeah. like we came in here with this solved in our minds. We're just like, we're no. doing the process in front of you yeah. is what's happening. Yeah. I know that like when I saw this hand, I had a very immediate reaction, which we're going to get to when we get to the river. Um, but still, I uh, like yeah, every, every piece along the way. It's really cool. And I wouldn't have thought this was going to be something we would come up with at all here. But here we are, and it may, seems to make sense. I love it. When you, yeah. get, when you get, get everything under the microscope, you know, you see so much more. Yeah, and so I think we're supposed to check and reevaluate because yeah. I don't think we're folding out over pairs. We now, can't. we could have a three-street plan that could fold out over pairs. We could. But, but that's... the check race plan may fold out over pairs. Like, if yeah. you've got two queens, we check, and you do decide to bet, which I think a lot of players might. Yeah. Uh, and then you get check race. It's like, I just got check race on two streets in a row. Do I want to give up all this money? Because... Sure feels like I'm way behind. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, my point being, I, I, I don't feel like uh, a bet really has any fold equity against a lot of Tiger's range. I will say that if it goes check, check, and a brick comes on the river, we probably can't bluff. I agree. I, it's just, it's just, just about seeing the river and, yeah. and hoping to improve. Right. If it goes check, check, yeah. specifically. Yeah. Like, because what are we repping now? Like, we're getting called. Yeah. Right. Unless it got king, queen, we can fold out king, queen, or king, jack, or ace, eight. That's it. Yep. But that's probably not enough of the range. No. Anyway. Okay. So Gall is going to bet. He's going to bet big. 15K okay. into 17K. Well, the size is big, and that will be uncomfortable. It will right? be uncomfortable, but this only works if his plan is to also bet the river. Because right. we didn't need to bet this much to fold out king-queen, right? No, no. We're going after, like, the real hands yeah. when we bet 15K. And also setting up shoves on the river. I and think. the real hands are not folding yet. Unless Tiger's a super tight folder. Is, yeah. If, if against Gaul specifically. There's some guys you can fold the overpair to right now, but Gaul never. Yeah. Never in a million years. You always call against Gaul here, no matter how he sizes it. I right. Think. So this feels like a this feels like a mistake, this yep. sizing. I'm not even sure if Gaul should be able to successfully fold out an overpair on the river, quite right. frankly. Against like if it's you or me, I think we may just feel like we may just side call it off. You know, be like, I don't just know. Just based it's on Gaul. the reputation of Gaul. Yeah, I've yeah. seen him do this too much. Like I can't fold the real hand here. Like, yep. I don't know. Well, let's find out what happens. It sucks. You know, except when I win, which is probably enough of the time that it doesn't suck. Right? So, anyway. Yeah, Gall bets 15K. But, it, but having played a lot of Nolan and Hold'em, as I'm sure all of us have, 
you know what it's like when you get check raised and you decide to hold on with these strong one pair yeah. of hands and then they bet big on the turn and like it doesn't feel good, right? And it does not. Um, I think this play is more effective in a tournament setting than in a cash game sure. setting you, when you can truly threaten somebody's tournament life. Yeah, you know, like you can just reach into your pocket and buy back into this cash game. And if you're playing too big, then like you're not going to be the guy with three bets, jack ten of hearts. So Tiger's probably not playing too big. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think the sizing is a mistake here. I think probably checking is the best play, which we came around to. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why Gall in the moment without yes. having all this time to think it through would have decided to do this. Like, yeah, I get that. Tiger's got a lot of hands that are pretty good. And I'm going to try to fold them out, but you're really just not going to fold them out. I can, I can get it. And I can understand why if you're going to do that, yeah, you're sizing it up and you're sizing pretty big once you got called. Also, you set up some river shoves by doing this. It makes sense why I can, I can see myself doing this in the moment without like really thinking about it. Yep. So I get why he does it. Well, for Tiger, this is a slam dunk call. Even if the heart didn't come. Well, I, I don't know. Well, because it's gall. It's yeah, because it's gall. Yeah, that's the only reason, right? But Although, of course, you call with top pair against gall when he takes a slam. Of against course, you, you do, and the heart makes it like so. Like, well, now you call against anybody. You yeah, call unbelievably against anybody. easy now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, can't raise, right? I don't know why we'd raise. We'd be only raising to fold out a slightly better hand, right? We'd be targeting like Ace Ten that took this line, which feels unlikely. Yep. So yeah, no, it feels like a, raising raise. would be a big mistake. I mean, as we can see, raising would knock out some of Gaul's equity, but actually the heart knocks out some of Gaul's equity anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got Gaul in not great shape here. So I think something important that we kind of glossed over here is yeah. what is Gaul repping at this point? I mean, now it feels like two pair or something, like 10-10, 10-9, excuse me, 6-6, is that it? Why not 9-9 or 10-10? Just because he's mostly three-betting those pre. Yeah, but he can't have them. He can. But, but, but we're saying, what's he yeah. repping? Like, I would say the, the majority is the other things I said. 9, 10 plus. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, can he have 9, 6 suited? Maybe? I guess maybe Gall can. Yeah, okay. Let's say he has 9, 6 suited also. Fine. Okay. Fine. Sure. Um, but yeah, so like two pair plus. Right. right. Yeah, that's what he's repping. Yep. So we're losing all, all of his value. Mm-hmm. And what are his bluffs? Well, I guess it's the stuff. We, it's gut shots and it's, uh, yeah, it's this hand. He's probably got a lot of them. Yeah. King, yeah, King Jack, King Queen, this hand, Ace Eight, Ace Ace Seven. He might have Queen Eight and Queen Seven for all we know. He actually might. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, he may also have pair and gut shots, right? Which are double gutters, by the way. Queen Eight and Queen Seven, oh, or yeah. Queen Eight is fair enough. No. But he could have stuff like maybe could he have Nine Eight or Nine or Six Seven and decide to take take this line. I think it's it's possible. possible. There's there's enough bluffs there that it's just like it's it's awesome. I would think he has that as much as he has a hand like pocket nines, you know, which sure. is neither that often but sometimes with both. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really nice easy spot for Tiger to call. Oh my god, like yeah, slide me in, baby. I'm feeling comfortable. All right, let's <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but slide me like into your car, man. Like I'm sitting in let's the just, car. Let's just move along. <laughs> no, let's no, just let's just I get wanna, past it. I want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> that, do that with your therapist. Leave leave that leave us out. Maybe of it. that's a good second verse. I don't know, I'll worry about that later. For the song, I mean. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a good verse. Yeah. All right, let's get to this river. Okay. Because the blankiest blank is gonna blank right now. No, you don't mean that, do you? I mean, I mean the blankiest blank is gonna blank. Okay. The river's the six of hearts. Whoa! Get that beep sound out. Beep. Yeah, the six of hearts. That's a that's a tasty little card for Tiger. Yeah, he makes the jack high flush. Woohoo! The backdoor flush. You gotta love it. Gall makes nothing. He's got queen high. Um, The board now reads six of diamonds, ten of clubs, nine of hearts, four of hearts, six of hearts. Yeah. So it's backdoor flush. Mostly the only way that Tiger has a flush is by having a pair with a heart draw, which Mm -hmm. you would not really expect as Gall too frequently because of the board and the three bet. Um, Gall could have more backdoor flushes in his range. Uh, yeah, I mean the the uh, the hearts also for Tiger are like King Queen with the of hearts, King Jack of hearts. Yeah, right, Queen Jack of hearts. That's about it. Also, right. Well, yeah, Those along things. with the ten X and six X of, of hearts. of course. But yeah. you're saying only a yeah, only yeah a pair. So yeah, I'm saying there's also well, no, no. Well, also I like, don't I don't know if he's gonna call the turn with those hands or shove them. Oh, because it's 15K, and he's yeah. got the right stack to move in. He's got 60K effective on the turn when it's 15. I think if you have King Queen of hearts, you're supposed to shove the turn. Yeah. You, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, I don't know if Tiger would. Right. Okay, um, so maybe you're right. So maybe let's not give him all of those anyway. Maybe but Gall knows, just that, a few combos Gall knows that Tiger doesn't have King, Queen of Hearts because he's got the Queen of Hearts. I guess he could right. have King, Jack of Hearts. But that, that knocks it down. I mean, probably Tiger can't have Ace, 8, or Ace, 7 of Hearts anymore because, again, it's pretty weird to call 15K on the turn with just Ace high. Yeah, you should really shove. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So big question for Gall is, should he go for this plan right. that he set up on the turn? Well, let's think about it. He does have hearts sometimes. Yeah. He does have straights sometimes. He has a few full houses, but not too many. Mm-hmm. Right? Like nine, six suited, he probably. He quads, but that's hard to have. There's only one combo of that. He has pocket nines, pocket tens a little. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be trying to get a guy to fold at least top pair. That's clearly what he's going after. If he's Mostly doing. over pairs are what he's targeting, it seems. Yep. Uh, so the question I, I'm asking myself as Gall is, does this guy have this kind of fold in him or does he not? Like, some guys never have this fold in them. Some guys have this fold in them all day, right? And when he calls the 15K turn, you know, you wouldn't think he, has, he picked up a heart draw. So I would be more inclined to think he's stationing me. And knowing that I'm Gall, I wouldn't be super interested in betting. I think I would check. Then I the, give up. if that's the case, the turn bet is pretty bad. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. I mean, yeah, but there we don't have to we don't have to go for it on every card. Is the six of hearts really that great? It's a reasonable card for us to go for it on. We could have a backdoor flush more than he can, even though he does have a backdoor yeah. flush. We can have a full house. I mean, we're kind of repping a full house a lot of the time. Yeah, we are. We, yeah. But again, which full houses are we at? I mean, does Gaul really not three bet tens and nines pre? I think he, we saw he three bet queen nine suited that one time. I mean, it's a I don't know. Spot. He probably has some calls with those hands. But not too many, right? So we're not repping that many full houses, especially when the six of all cards pairs, right? That's like the worst one to pair if you're, yeah, you're Gaul for that. it is. Like, okay, we're probably repping... One combo of tens, one combo of nines. That may be generous, but fine. One combo of sixes. That's not a full house, but you know what I'm saying. That's a that's quads. And then maybe there's two combos of nine six suited. Maybe we so could also we're also repping um, we're we're repping one flush combo in particular quite well, which is seven eight of hearts. We're also repping all of the other seven eight suiteds for straights. Okay, yeah, no, the seven eight suiteds for sure. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's four combos there. Yeah. As well, so I guess it's like nine combos of pretty strong value. Yep. Um, okay, what are our bluffs? Well. There's the hand we have. There's probably King it's Jack, all the, King all the Queen. the gut shots that missed. Maybe Ace-8, maybe Ace-7. It's, it's right. pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, we just have to, like, what does Tiger think of us? Like, is Tiger the kind of, like, does Tiger think, if Tiger, like, you know, sometimes you, you just think the guy doesn't have it because he, or the guy's too bluffy, and you're just like, I'm calling this guy. Like, I'm not folding. I don't care what the river is. You've been there. I've been there, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm going to call almost every river. Yep. This would be a river I would call if I was that guy, you know? And actually, against Gaul specifically, who is the kind of guy I would think that against, this is the hearts would not scare me, you know? I'd be much more afraid of a seven or an eight, which fills in a gut shot, you know, and some weird two-pair stuff than the six, where, like, I mean, if I was losing, I was already losing, and that I, I guess you could have gone back to our hearts, but not very often. And like, whatever, you're Gaul. You don't have to have it. You're weird. So do you like, because you're advocating for Gaul to give up here, do you like a turn check better now than you did before? I mean, I like to turn check all the way. Remember, we both yeah, like but we, check. Yeah, but it was like, you know, wishy-washy. Are you like way more into a turn check than you used to be? Oh, um, like that's a, a fair like question. Adele. Like how you got way more into Adele recently. <laughs> Hello from the... Uh, I... I mean, I like to turn check anyway, but yes, I like it even more. Okay. What do you think? I'm, I think I'm still the same that I prefer a turn check, but I, I can see taking this line, getting here, and going for it. Yeah, me too. I really can. Well, you're like, well, that six didn't help you. Yeah. So that's good, you being... It turns out it did, but yeah. you being Tiger. So that's great. So it could have helped me. It almost never helps you. Eat some of this, you know, yep. like and I have figure queen, it out. And I have queen high, so. Right. I'm never good in a million years. Yeah. And never. also, by the way, we do have a heart blocker just in case. As oh, that's Gall. nice, too. Having the, maybe having the heart blocker makes us, pushes us a little bit more towards the shove, too. Well, Gall does go for it. He goes okay. for the shove, which is 45K effective into 47K. Should he have chosen a different sizing? You mean, should he bet like 38K instead? Yeah. Like or, sa- save the last 7K in case we get called? Yeah, that type of thing. Because it's not a tournament, right? Right. So. Threatening tournament life doesn't matter. It just looks stronger to shove. Yeah. That extra 7K may get you a little bit more fold equity. Does Maybe. it get you enough? I don't know. It's close. I would think 38K and 45K are going to get a similar enough frequency of folds that probably 38K is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I got no problem with the shove here when into a 47K pot at all. Yeah. What do you think? Okay, I want to come back, though. You didn't really weigh in what your thoughts were ultimately on shoving or not. You, you like the shove? I'm, I'm split. Okay. I'm, That's fair. Yeah. I, I really don't like giving up 
after this line. I know. But I know that's not a great reason. To but not... I, I mean, I've been there a lot. And I, you know, not giving up sometimes is underrated too. You yeah. know, you often like saying giving up is underrated and fair enough. But like pulling that third, that third bullet is very powerful to people. Yep. You know? I don't know if it is when it's gall, but in general, it's very powerful. I think, I think it goes back to one thing that you said, which is that if, if you have a good sense of how Tiger views you, then you can make a decision based on that. If right. Tiger really has no clue that you're this really bluffy guy and has fear of your range, maybe you have a good chance to fold out over pairs. But if Tiger knows anything about gall, then right. this is a bad play by gall. Right. Yeah, like I feel like if Gall could see into my brain, he would never take this line against me with this kind of hand. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, "Oh, that dude is never gonna fold anything real, ever." And yeah. once I call the once I call the check raise, most of that stuff is sticking around. And certainly when I call the fifteen k on the turn, you should you're just never getting anything through if if it's me, right? And probably you too when it's Gall on this spot, right? Yeah, I guess. So we're gonna get to why Jonathan is so mad now. Because bleepiest bleep of bleep bleep. It seems that Tiger might not know anything about Gaul or decides to ignore anything he learns about him because he folds with the flush. No. And I think it would be questionable to fold a 10 without the flush. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. He doesn't actually fold the flush. Yeah, this is it's not... It's the quickest call. It's the craziest quick call of all time. It's this so This is fast. not the moneymaker hand where I, we, we did, the sticker is still stuck on the thing, man. I can't, I can't get the corner. Let's, well, let's try. We didn't even try. Yeah, so fucking Tiger folds a pot-sized bet here. He's getting two to one with the surprise flush against the guy who never has to have Here's it. Here's the problem I have initially, is I think that Tiger is actually beating some value. For sure he's beating he's, value. Because I think Gall does have 7-8 suited, not of hearts. And even of hearts, by the way, Tiger's beating that. Right. He's yeah. got all the 7-8 suited for sure. Um, I guess if Gall has 10-9, he's not going to shove now no. because the six pair. No chance he's shoving. Right. If Gall had a hand like 6-7 or 6-8, which is not impossible that he would check raise. Yeah, he, he might shove. And continue on the turn. He's like, oh, well, I'm losing. Let's see if I can make this work out. And he's like, hey, trip sixes. Yay, value. Who cares about the hearts? I don't think there's anything left to say, really, actually. Like, we actually beat some value, and it's Gall who doesn't have to have value. We don't have to beat value to make this call, right. I think. We can beat no value to make this call because it's Gall. Um, the fact that we can beat value is a big deal and makes it makes us feel trivial. I don't, I mean, and I think we're pretty high in our distribution, too. How many flushes do we really have? Do we have any full houses? We have a couple, but not a lot. We're not going to slow play all of our sets on the flop, and we're not going to have them pre-flop all the time. It's hard to have other flushes. Yeah, it's really hard. Now, yeah, it's weird. Cause so, I, so this is um, whoever, Hustler put this out in a video, and it's called, like, craziest fold of all time, right? Yeah. Um, and I just saw the, the thumbnail, and on the thumbnail, it has the, the riverboard and their hands, but not the action, right? Yeah. So I assumed what happened was, without knowing any of the action at all, that on the river, Gall check-raised all in, and this guy's like, oh, I beat no value. When the board's paired and the, the backdoor hearts yeah. come in, like, I'm lo- like, I don't even think Gall would necessarily check-raise a worse flush than this. Maybe he would. Maybe, maybe actually he would. But, like, you beat almost no value here, right? But that's not what happened. No. The, the action is such that this is... Feels to me, anyway, like a snap. Easy call. Like, oh, my God, sorry, I got lucky. And then it turns out, oh, I was ahead the whole time. Yeah. But like, I would almost be apologizing as I go, like... I would probably literally say as I threw the chip and I got lucky. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I did not turn around on this one. This one is... I don't like this fold. It's bad. I'm pretty sure the solver is going to hate this fold, too. Oh, my God. The solver is going to hate it more than you and more than me, even. And, you know, I was upset about it. I'm curious to see what the solver has to say about Gaul's shove, actually. I wonder if it likes yeah. this hand as part of the shoving range or not. Well, we do have a heart in our hand. That's cool. But we do block Queen Jack, which I guess maybe the solver gets here with from Tiger's seat sometimes. Maybe. We which block, is not great. Not great. We bought King Queen, which maybe it can't get. I mean, King Queen and King Jack, maybe it can't get there with yeah. anyway. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. Unless they're flushes, which should call. Right. You know what? Yeah. And those, they're going to be folds. Anyway. Yeah. They're going to fold the turn otherwise. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We didn't, we didn't find a reason to like that fold. Well, let's hear what the solver has to say. All right. It's Tiger time. Tiger Woods time. No, it's not. It's just this, this Tiger. Special guest star, Tiger Woods. Nope. Special guest star, Wesley Cannon, did the solver work here yes. on this Tiger-related hand. Tiger and Gall, of course. Let's go back to the old flop doodle Okay. It wants Tiger to check 100% of his hands on the flop, not just this hand, but all hands. Yeah. I suppose because as the ranges input by Wesley were that of a three-better and the caller of a three-bet, it favors Gaul's range to the extent that the solver doesn't want to bet ever. We're also three-handed on this flop. Which, ah, that's fair. Yes, so true. Th- this board is... You put that all together. It makes sense. Yep. Um, and the solver is okay with Gaul raising this hand, which, you know, makes plenty of sense. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And it's certainly okay with Tiger calling also. Yeah. Which, of course, makes sense also. Onto the turn, it only wants Gall to bet his hand half the time, so it's fine to bet his hand, but Solver's actually okay with him just checking. I don't know if it's a check to give up or what the Solver's plan would be. It would be interesting to know mm. because, you know, decent-sized bet's not going to give Gall the right odds to continue to the river. I mean, he does have a, re- a decent-sized bet does set up a nice check raise all in, which you could do at least some of the time. Yeah. Obviously, you wouldn't do it all the time. but Yep. Um, and, of course, Tiger has a hand where he cannot fold, and the solver agrees he has to call with the backdoor flush draw. Although, notably, it would fold a lot of hands that are better than this hand in rank, like uh, all sorts of overpairs that uh, have a heart in them are hmm. supposed to fold, like queens with a heart, uh, kings with a heart, because of all the blocking that they do that they don't want to right, do. Right, where Gaul's going to have some two-backdoor-type plays on the flop. And right, like that. and it, it actually wants him to fold all jack-10s besides this hand, hmm. the jack-10 of hearts. But, of course, he has the Jack-10 of hearts lucky guy. Or unlucky, because he ends up folding the river. Was that correct, Jonathan? How could solver... it, I mean, how could it be? It can't possibly be Well, correct. we shouldn't be able to find out, because the solver wants Gaul to check all of his queen jacks. Just wants him to bail, give up. Even with the queen of hearts in his hand, it's a little surprising. I would yep. think this would be the combo of all combos, that if you had queen jack, I guess maybe it is. But still, it's like, nah. Yep. It's just like, nah, not good enough. It's too scary. I would, probably, I would probably, if I had gotten this far with Gaul's hand, I think I'd pull the trigger You know what my lot. main problem with the solver is, is that it's afraid. It's always afraid. It's, it has no chutzpah. Yeah. Where's your, where's your courage? Yeah. Where's your, where's your sense of adventure? Freaking solver. Freaking solver. And uh, the solver often surprises us with his decisions in big it's spots, true. like Tiger's decision here, which felt like a pretty straightforward call I mean, to us. I would fall all over myself to call. And yet, the solver... Agrees. Oh! It just really wants to call. It's just like, oh, man, I just want to call. <laughs> I want to call I just, so bad. I just, have, I just have a flush. I just want to call We're so like, bad. You got to wait four days at least before you call. Yeah. You got you to gotta wait. So far. I, know, <laughs> I know that that heart on the river is really just like just exactly what you've been looking for all your life. Yeah. It's perfect. And you're really excited about it. But just wait. You can't scare that card off. You're going to scare that card off. <laughs> you are. Tiger scared it off by folding, though. That's, oh, Solver man. doesn't like it. All right. Well, at least we agree with the solver. <laughs> Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.